We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends and lovely listeners. Thanks for taking a part of your day to hang out with us on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. Yes, relationships can be confusing and challenging. If only it could be as easy as it is in the fairy tales, finding the one and then living happily ever after. But it never seems to work out quite that way, does it? As a couples counselor, many clients come to me and say, if they would change, everything would be great. But relationships aren't about changing someone else or even about getting along with someone else. Relationships are the richest opportunity we have to get to know ourselves, take responsibility for, and heal ourselves. After many unhealthy and unhappy relationships, I'm currently in a wonderful 10-year marriage, and I attribute much of the success of this relationship to what I've witnessed and learned from two of my very most influential teachers. Not only does this couple boast a successful 35-year marriage, they are world-renowned pioneers and innovators in the field of spiritual psychology. We are here today with Drs. Ronald and Mary Holnick. Together, they have developed and facilitate the University of Santa Monica's innovative master's degree programs, where they assist their students in discovering their own answers to life's essential questions. Dr. Ron Holnick is the president of USM and holds a PhD in counseling and educational psychology from New Mexico State University and an MA in clinical psychology from Long Island University. He is licensed in the state of California as a marriage and family therapist and has been in private practice for over 25 years. Dr. Mary Holnick has served as the chief academic officer of the University of Santa Monica since 1981 and holds both a PhD and an MS degree in counseling and guidance from Iowa State University. She's a clinical member of American Association of Marriage and Family Counselors and is also a member of the American Psychological Association. In addition to creating the Forum of the University of Santa Monica, together the Holnicks have written the book Financial Freedom in Eight Minutes a Day and the internationally acclaimed book published by Hay House entitled Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology. So Dr. Ron, Dr. Mary, thank you so much for being here today on Empower Radio. Well, it's really a joy to be with you, Tammy. It seems like forever since we've seen you. It's been a long time. I was counting up the years. I was actually in classrooms with you for five years, but I haven't been back since 2009, and I miss you. That's why I invited you to have a conversation with us here today on my radio show. (laughs) Well, we are honored. Yes. So I'd like to just start with your guys' perception and explanation of the real purpose of relationships. Many of us think it's about just falling in love and living, living happily ever after, but you have a little bit of a different take about that. Well, from our point of view, Tammy, as you well know, in spiritual psychology, all relationships really serve as opportunities for each individual person to grow spiritually, which is another way of saying to grow in their awareness of who they are as a loving being and to live a more love-filled life, and that relationship serves that purpose uh, just as well as it serves in other ways as well. I mean, if you want to really think about it, you don't really ever have a relationship with anybody else because the place you always experience everything is inside yourself. So that's where we work. What, what, what I would add is I, I think 
people are drawn into relationships because they yearn to share their loving and to have the experience of being with someone in a real heart-to-heart relationship where the love is flowing, the giving and receiving of loving is taking place. And the, the second purpose is one that most of us aren't that consciously aware of, and it's what Ron touched on. You know, uh, intimate relationships tend to also trigger the unresolved material within each partner. And so part of the purpose of relationships is that we learn to work with the material as it surfaces and transforms so that then we can be restored to our loving and and we can deepen in our loving and the relationship can deepen as well. So beautifully put. And so often what I see in relationships is people fighting to be right and power plays. So that really never ends well. Um, no, one of the- no, it doesn't. No, to make somebody else wrong doesn't make them feel loved. No, certainly not. No, it leads to more feelings of separation and estrangement, and, it's, and it can be very hurtful and uh, eventually lead to divorce. And there are so many keys that people can use that are very simple that really can assist them each and every day to be making deposits in their love bank account rather than withdrawals. Mm, I love that. So I'm really excited to talk about some of these simple tools that really can uh, support people in nurturing a heart connection. So um, I know one that you taught right out of the gate as soon as I stepped into the classroom was silence and listening. And that I had no idea I was so unskilled at. But it is. It's so important. So can you talk a little bit about how important and how helpful those two qualities can be in a really healthy relationship? Well, part of what I love about silence is it tends to slow down the conversation so that there is more space in which true heart-centered listening is, is going on. You know, when people feel really heard, they feel loved. And taking the time to really look in your partner's eyes and really listen to what they're sharing with you is one of the fastest pathways to uh, a deepening in a soul connection in terms of really feeling heard and understand, understood and that, that you matter and that you're important, important enough that your partner gives you their undivided attention. And as you know uh, from the skills that we teach, we pair uh, heart-centered listening with something that we call perception checking. So very often, unfortunately, people listen in a conversation, but really they're just listening for is the chink in the other person's armor where they can make their point and show how right they are, how righteous they are in their position. But you're far more apt to be successful and effective if you spend the time listening to what what someone else is saying and then perception checking back what you heard. This is not parroting. What you're really saying is, if I'm understanding you accurately, what I, what I think that you mean, what I'm getting that you mean is this. Is, have I got it? Have I got it accurately? And in that way of being with someone, you're demonstrating 
that you really want to understand what it is that they are trying to tell you. And you care enough about them and you respect them enough that you're even checking this with them to make sure that you've got it right. And if they say, well, not quite, then you would say, well, could you say a little bit more? I really want to understand where you're coming from. And to us, Tammy, intimacy is a natural byproduct of real heart-to-heart communication, which involves this type of listening and slowing conversations down and checking to make sure that the message sent is actually the message that is received. So often, because of the perceptual filters that we have, uh, we're not really accurately understanding what another person is communicating to us. Yes, and I, I remember being in the classroom, and Ron, you said something that I really have taken to heart. You say getting to know another person, is it can be like going to another planet. You're familiar with your home territory. You don't need to talk about that so much. It's much more interesting to ask the questions and, and be willing to learn. You know, so many times I think in relationships, people believe they know their partner. They know their, everything there is to know. And that's an unfortunate situation. And that's something I've always enjoyed about witnessing the two of you. You're willing to not know uh, what the other person's going to say. And sometimes you look at each other with great amusement. It's like there's always something else to learn. And that, to me, has been so powerful in my connection and uh, with my husband, just to be able to listen, ask questions, and not know. Well, if you think about it, the, the place of not knowing is the only place where any learning is possible. If all you're doing is trying to convince the other person of your point of view, you pretty much already know everything you're going to say. There's not going to be very much learning in that. And, That's true. Uh, as, you, as you well know, we are very, very, very much oriented toward what we call a learning orientation to life. From our point of view, learning is, is the key to everything, to have that as your focus rather than trying to be right. You know, it's a different me, way of being. <laughs> it, it is a way of being. And, you know, when I think about my relationship with Ron, I've known him for 40 years. And really, it's, it's fascinating because our relationship is alive and it's dynamic. And there's such an opportunity to really plumb the, the deeper levels of the consciousness, my own consciousness and Ron's consciousness, and just to know him in even fuller and richer ways. And so much of that, to me, is dependent on being present here and now, as opposed to bogged down in some grievance or grudge of something that happened five or ten years ago, that I'm, and I'm still nursing this grievance, and it's a barrier and a real block to the intimacy, to the loving, to the joy, and the fulfillment. And also the person that each of us was 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 or more years ago is not the person we are today because we've been learning and growing as well. And so uh, if we hold people to their past, let's say, and don't give them an opportunity to grow and mature, we effectively keep ourselves there as well, not a healthy situation. Yeah, there, there isn't much learning going on in that situation. No, the, the whole thing becomes crystallized mm-hmm. and static. 
Yeah, I, I get the vision of something very brittle, and you and you want it to be kind of free flowing and hopefully continuing to expand. At least that's what I want, you know, for yeah. my relationship. Absolutely, we'd agree. So something else you talk about that I think is a really profound um, concept is the willingness to take responsibility for your own upset, which again is so different than pointing the finger and saying you did this and you're wrong. What do you mean about being willing to take responsibility for your own upset? Tammy, this is the hardest thing for people to really come into uh, an awareness of in relationship because everybody desperately wants to be right. Yes. So if, if uh, I'm upset about something in that, in that kind of a scenario, then I'm going to look to blame you for my upsetness. If only you would do things differently, I wouldn't feel this way, which, as you said at the beginning, is easily the single biggest myth going in the whole field of relationships. So rather than working at it that way, which is a no-win situation, what we do instead is we say, you know what, if I'm upset, no matter what you did or didn't do that I think you should have done or not done, no matter what, regardless of it all, the place the upset is happening is inside of me. So can I identify the place inside of me that is upset and work to heal it. And to the degree that we're successful, and you know very well that's exactly what we do here for two years, is help people move into that kind of an awareness and give them those kinds of skills. But to the degree that we do that, people will say, well, then what happens? What happens when they do that thing? And the answer, of course, is they do that thing, and you simply deal with it. It just doesn't upset you. If you'd like to offer them some suggestions about possible other choices they might make, you just do that. You just skip the upset part because it's no longer present inside of you. You've healed it. Gosh, that feels so much better. Yeah. So, yeah, something you write about, talk about, teach about, and have said that I continue to um, sit with and continues to go deeper and deeper into my own awareness is how you relate to an issue is the issue, how you relate to yourself within the context of your relationship is the most important thing. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Well, you know, it's like things happen and people are drawn together really for two reasons. One is because of the beauty that they see in the other person and and just they, they move into their heart and they really have a powerful experience of the soul essence of the other person. And at the same time, uh, the second factor that tends to attract people to each other is what we refer to as matching energy on the uh, more unconscious level. In other words, we tend to draw to us a partner whose issues and material will dovetail with ours. And so... Uh, it's very easy to find oneself in a reactive place when some of that dovetailing material starts to surface in a relationship. But if you really understand that your partner is not causing those feelings, but rather 
the interactions that you're having are triggering your own unresolved material within your own consciousness and that you have a tremendous opportunity for healing and that that healing is so related to the principle of how am I going to be with myself? Am I going to judge myself and make myself wrong? Or am I going to relate with myself in a way that's compassionate, that's accepting of my humanness, and that recognizes this as a God-given opportunity for the resolution of a part of one of my unresolved issues? And this is, uh, this is really where it crosses over from, uh, I'll call it everyday garden variety psychology into spiritual psychology. Because it seems to be that we attract to us people who reflect back to us the places where we have disturbance. From a spiritual point of view, the soul will do this as a way to heal or rid itself of those patterns that no longer serve. And it's not like a, I don't want to uh, be in like a, well, we need to get rid of it. It's really not that. It's more like a release. It's a dissolving. The, the more that we can release and dissolve and heal, all words that mean the same thing, the unresolved places inside of ourselves, the more we automatically find ourselves in the presence of the loving that is our basic nature to begin with. That's a great place to be. Well, it's what everybody here is doing on the planet, which, of course, is why we call it spiritual psychology. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to me, this material, the way you explain it, what you teach, makes this world make so much more sense. Um, I was pretty confused when I first stepped into that room. But once you guys explain things like, oh, I get it. And people go, why did this work for you? And it doesn't work for some other graduates. And I said, because I keep going back and I keep applying the principles. And it really is certain simple tools that, you know, always bring you back to center. Um, Certainly it hurts when other people withdraw their approval from us, especially if it's in the context of our partnership or romantic relationship. But I think what causes even, even more pain is when we withdraw the approval from ourselves. So, yeah, to learn to love ourselves no matter what, it's like when you said that, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. But that's really what it boils down to. And we, and we don't even really learn to love ourselves because that puts us in the position of some object uh, that we're just somehow we're doing something and then it's coming back to us. It's more accurate to say that when we resolve issues, we move to a higher awareness inside of ourselves of the loving nature that we truly are. The analogy of waking up is really a very, very, very accurate one. That's what enlightenment, awakening, all of those words really mean. We awaken to a deeper appreciation and a deeper realization of our own loving nature, which was there all along. We just didn't know it. There was, it's like taking off filters from glasses and seeing clearly. Yes. Yes, I love that. So there are a couple of other simple tools that I know I use to um, nurture my relationship, and it is the process of prizing and appreciation. So can you talk a little bit more about how that can really turn the tides to a more healthy and fulfilling relationship? Well, this is such a powerful 
uh, key to loving relationships. You know, research has shown, Tammy, that the primary predictor of divorce within a couple is the level of judgment and fault-finding and blame that is going on. If those things are the diet of the relationship, it is a downhill slide right into the divorce court. Whereas if people learn on a daily basis to really, in an open-hearted way, to acknowledge their partner, to share gratitude for small kindnesses, to do small kindnesses, to focus on the, on the beauty and the goodness of their partner and to be affirming that in their communication to the person. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's like it just creates a sense of well-being and of upliftment and of greater closeness and trust in the relationship. Because rather than feeling like somebody is waiting just to pounce on you for every little thing uh, and is being very, very critical, you're with someone that you feel accepts you, appreciates you, and really is looking for and acknowledging the best within you. In fact, what we do every night before going to bed is we do what, what we refer to as three rounds of appreciation. So that, was, that would be, let's say, if I were going first, I would say, well, something I really appreciated about me today is, and I would share that. Then I'd say, something I really appreciate about you, Mary, is, and I'd share that. And then it would be Mary's turn, and she would do the same thing. And we do three rounds of that. So we make sure that we end the day on a positive, appreciative, prizing note. And you know what? It makes it so you get such a better night to rest that way. <laughs> I know. It's so much better than having your dukes up and the adrenaline going, thinking you're going to be attacked. Just to be able to relax into that sweet space yeah. of appreciation. And it really, I've seen it transform um, couples' relationships. And often they'll say, well, they know I appreciate this or that about them. And meanwhile, they're, they're sitting there with their jaw hanging open going, really? You know, it's like they had no idea that yeah. the other person thought something really positive or good. It's like really to take that time and articulate it can really nurture and sustain our relationships. Absolutely. It's so nur- nurturing of the relationship and of each partner. And people grow. They flourish in a relationship where that kind of water is being applied, if you will. Yes, it is. It's the healing healing water. It's the healing balm. And I know there's yes. been studies and reports with with plants where, you know, they send loving and appreciative energy to one and the other one that has the same light, the same soil, they send negative energy to and there really is a difference in how these plants respond. So, of course, yes. animals and people are going to respond in kind. So, Ron and Mary, if people are interested in knowing more about what you do, the school called University of Santa Monica, or maybe your book, Loyalty to the Soul, how can they find you? Well, obviously, they can go on to the University of Santa Monica website. Uh, There's an online eight-week course that is in the process of being launched. And another place they can go to find some keys on relationship is we wrote a three-part article that appears in the Huffington Post, and they can go there, and it's, I think it's called 12 Keys to a Successful Relationship or something along those lines. So those would be three really good ways. And, of course, 
on the website, there's all the information about the master's program and workshops and things of that nature. Yes, and uh, so for the for the University of Santa Monica website, it's uh, universityofsantamonica.edu, and if someone is interested in the eight-week online course, which is um, beginning February 17th, they can go to usmonline.org. And, uh, and that site gives a lot of information. It's a very nice way for people to begin this work. And in addition, Tammy, in, uh, at the end of April, we're going to be in Philadelphia doing a weekend Loyalty to Your Soul workshop. We're very excited. It's been almost 20 years since we have been in Philadelphia offering any of uh, the university's offerings. And so we're really looking forward to being in that community. I'm constantly astonished by how you do all that you do. And I'm personally just so, so grateful that not only do you understand these principles, know these principles, but you you teach by example. And like I said, I really don't believe I would be in the relationship I'm in today or have this life that I have, which I find very sweet and satisfying, fulfilling, if I had not... Um, learn from you guys, if I had not stepped in, into that classroom and sat with you and kind of basked in your wisdom. So from the bottom of my heart and soul, thank you for all that you do. Well, God bless you, Tammy. And it's our joy. There's nothing more rewarding and meaningful to us than witnessing the growth, the transformation, the awakening of students and graduates. And it's really a pleasure to see what you've done with yourself, Tammy, and your life. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ron, Dr. Mary. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to spend time with us on Empower Radio. And I hope to have you back again soon. You're so inspirational, and I I just absolutely love you from from the depths of my heart. Thank you. Thank you, And Nate, thank you for being my lovely producer. Thank you, Brent Carey, for this forum called Empower Radio. Blessings to you. And to my listeners, it wouldn't be as much fun if we weren't hanging out together. So thank you. Write to me at TammyBPhD.com. You're in my heart. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs>